Hey, it's 11.07, and uh, I told you the last couple days, I've been telling you, actually longer than that, that uh, OPEC was going to cut their oil production. Uh, they were going to cut it back by a million barrels of oil a day so they could drive the price of oil up. Uh, and, and part of this is because of Biden uh, that they, that they want to do this. Uh, but, of course, the other side is the marketplace. They get to make more money, and that's what, uh, that's what they can do. Because we can't compete with them, we we're not we're not drilling for oil, uh, we're not uh, refining oil, we're not able to to make up for any losses, so they're free to do it whatever they choose. But I just read today, just read now that OPEC is going to cut oil production uh, not by a million barrels of oil a day, by two million barrels of oil a day to drive up the price. Of gasoline, oil prices are down around eighty bucks a barrel. Uh, it was one hundred and twenty bucks in early June, and this ought to drive it back up there again. A group of some of the world's most powerful oil producers on Wednesday agreed to impose deep output cuts, seeking to spur a recovery in crude prices, despite calls from the United States to pump more. To help with the global economy, everybody, of course, except the United States, because well, our our oil apparently causes global warming. OPEC and non-OPEC allies, a group often referred to as OPEC Plus, decided at their first face-to-face gathering since 2020 to reduce production by two million barrels a day from November. Uh, energy market participants had expected OPEC Plus which includes Saudi Arabia and Russia, to impose output cuts of somewhere between 500,000 and 2 million barrels. The move represents a major reversal in production policy for the alliance, which slashed output by a record 10 million barrels per day in early 2020 when demand crashed due to the China pandemic. The oil cartel has since gradually unwound those record cuts, albeit with several OPEC-plus countries struggling to fulfill their quotas. Now that uh, prices have dropped to about 80 bucks a barrel from over 120 in early June, well, they're looking to drive up those prices again. The production cut for November is an attempt to reverse the slide, despite repeated pressure from President Biden, uh, the group, uh, they they just aren't going to pump. International benchmark Brent crude futures traded at ninety two dollars a barrel during afternoon deals. So they may not cut back. They may not cut back until November, but the marketplace will respond instantly. Right away, the prices are going to start going up. And that's not good for the Democrats. That's especially not good for Biden. Energy analysts said the actual impact of the group's supply cuts for November likely to be limited with unilateral cuts by Saudi Arabia, United Arab Emirates, Iraq, Kuwait likely to do the main job. What's more, analysts said if it, it, uh, that it is uh, currently difficult for OPEC Plus to form a view more than a month or two into the future as the energy market faces the uncertainty of more European sanctions on non-OPEC producer Russia. It's, it is, is, I'm willing to bet you that you're going to see 
oil go up right away. They're not going to wait till November. Uh, The director of research at Global XETF's fund told CNBC that a group's The group's decision to impose production cuts could see oil prices rally back to $100 a barrel, assuming no major bouts of COVID globally, and the U.S. Federal Reserve not becoming unexpectedly hawkish. Volatility will return to the market despite concerns about the resilience of the global economy. The oil market is tight, all of which should serve as a tailwind for prices in the fourth quarter. So... If the Federal Reserve is raising interest rates based on inflation and this drives up the price of oil right away, the effect will be to tell them they've got to go stronger. And they're already uh, really having a serious impact on the marketplace with their current interest rates. Um, $100 return of oil up her barrel is possible. Um, that's, that is not going to do Biden any favors. And they, of course, did this on purpose because they don't like the way Biden has uh, treated them. They're a little upset about Biden trying constantly to cut this deal with Iran uh, because they're bitter enemies. And, and Biden is, you know, the old enemy of my enemy thing. Uh, he is uh, siding. Uh, he is uh, working with Iran, trying to come up with a deal, and that's just irritating the hell out of Saudi Arabia, who I think is the, one of the larger influences on OPEC. So they're trying to get even with him and trying to make more money, and the net result is it's going to hurt him, and it's going to hurt the Democrats. Those gas prices are starting to inch up already. Did you see what the prices are in California? God, am I glad I don't live on the left coast. Their, their, uh, their gasoline is, is hovering at about $5 plus a gallon. And, uh, of course, there are other, uh, other things going on over there, including a refinery that uh, caught fire and, and uh, is shut down temporarily. It's going to get ugly. And I already told you, home heating oil prices are going to go up. If we happen to have a cold winter, which will be the result of global warming, uh, then, well, prices will go even higher. People need to understand, if, if, if there's warming, it's global climatic change. If there's cooling, it's global climatic change. If it's raining, it's global climatic change. If there's a drought, it's global climatic change. If it's snowing, well, you get the idea. Uh, let me go to the phones. Robert is on the line. Robert, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Thank you. Good morning. Um, from my understanding, doesn't the U.S. hold more oil than Saudi Arabia in the ground? Yeah, that's where we're leaving it, though. But why do we let them bully us? All we have to do is threaten to drill and start building refineries, and they will panic and drop the price. Because Biden wants us to get off of gasoline and carbon fuels and, you know, higher prices make that a, a, a an easier decision. So they will crush our economy to accomplish that. When we could, like I said, threaten to go into the oil business 
and the Middle Eastern countries and all the other countries would be scrambling because if we became self-sufficient, that's probably a majority of their market. If if we started, if we announced and started to drill and produce oil and refine gasoline, if, if the government just took its hands off, yeah. the world market would drive, that would drive down prices worldwide. Oh, yeah, you'd see dollar a gallon of gas again. Well, I don't know if you'd and, see a dollar, but, but well, it, would, it would plummet. Prices would plummet. You know, if we threatened to not import any oil and supply ourselves, that would that would bring the price down because they would they would you know I mean from my understanding that's what we do a lot we import oil that is easier to refine than what we produce and we sell our oil to other countries. Well, we could be self sufficient, and yes. we could also uh, export around the world. And that would right. that would cancel OPEC's plans. That would actually make OPEC lose money. So I don't understand why we let them bully us. Because we don't want you using <laughs> gasoline-powered cars. We don't want you building houses that use natural gas to heat them and heat the hot water. Don't you care about the planet, Robert? Oh, now I understand. Okay, I'm too stupid. It's the price you pay for, <laughs> yeah, having natural gas. And, and the, the other thing is, you know, we, we talk about, um, you know, this this upcoming election. And, and what kills me is when I see the number of people that go out and vote. 30%, you know, I mean, it's like we're letting 30% of the people in this country dictate how we want this country ran. Yeah, well, how I we guarantee you, to vote? I guarantee you, people on the left will argue that these oil prices have nothing to do with Biden. That's what they're going to argue. They're going to, no, 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 this is because of Putin. Uh, it's Saudi Arabia and OPEC, and and they're the only ones responsible for this. And until gas prices come back down again, and then uh, it's Biden so who brought them down. We're right, but we have the the capabilities and and the resources to do this, and and they don't. That's what drives me crazy. Right, and it's understandable that it does. Robert, thank you for the call. Did you hear the the uh, audio, Brian, of Steve Ducey? I uh, did. Yes, with. Um, uh, What's her name? Uh, yes, uh, I the, did. Yep. And he he literally laid that out to her. He said, "Look, if if the prices came down and Biden is taking credit, now that the prices are going up, isn't Biden to blame?" Oh, it's much more nuanced than that. Yeah, it was like a game of Twister. Yes, um, I think I have that audio. If you give me a second, I'll see if I can find it. All right. Well, we'll tell you what. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back and play that. You're listening to The Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. 21 minutes after the hour. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. So the price the price of, uh, uh, well, the, the pr production of crude oil uh, is going to plummet. OPEC is dropping uh, by 200, I'm sorry, but, yeah, by, uh, what do we say, 2 million? 2 million barrels a day, uh, which could drive up the price of, uh, of oil. President Biden keeps taking credit for the prices coming down. Uh, but he never wants to take blame when the prices go up in spite of restricting uh, oil uh, uh, land, access to land for drilling uh, and uh, the, the number of refineries and uh, that we have that you can't 
you can't get past the government regulations to refine the oil. It's never his fault. And this is the way the left always look at it. I guarantee you every liberal listening right now is going, oh, no, it's, it's not Biden's fault. Here's why it's not Biden's fault. It's Putin's fault. Well, it's world events. We yes. have no control over that. Except yes. when the prices go back down. That, and then it's it, us. Well, that's us telling big gas stations. Yes. That they need to, you know. And those greedy oil companies. Yeah. Uh, because they're. So here it is. This is Ducey uh, talking to the press secretary. There are consumers now in California paying six forty-one a gallon for gas. Nevada five fifty-one, Oregon five forty-six. Who can afford that? And we understand that. That's why the president worked so hard the past several months uh, to make sure that he did everything we can uh, to bring gas prices down. We have seen fastest. I know you're pulling out uh, a couple of areas across the country, and I get that. And we understand that there's more work to do. We have never said uh, we were done here. Uh, we have always been very clear that there is more work to do. But we have seen, the reality is, we have seen the fastest decline in gasoline prices in over a decade. That's because of what this president has done. That's also Buck. But it's, but it's not his fault when the, when the prices go back up. It's only him when the prices are going down. Got a little bit more of that? Yeah. You've said the president was responsible for gas prices coming down. Is the president responsible for gas prices going up? So it's a lot more nuance than that, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll bet it is. Pete Buttigieg that explains that. Pete Buttigieg uh, thinks that uh, this is good. These battery-powered cars. Uh, he was uh, he was on Fox News with Neil Cavuto. <laughs> Listen to this. As you know, much of the power was out across half the state of Florida for a while. Much of it is resumed, sir. But uh, it did make some folks think, boy, these electric vehicles that are being pushed between what happened in Florida and the grid that was compromised to the point where California Governor Newsom wanted people to cool it for a while on when and how often they charge their EVs. Do you think this reminds folks that we're not ready or the EVs are not ready for prime time? Well, actually, I think this is a great example of one of the many benefits of, of those tools. Uh, you know, I was just at the Detroit Auto Show a couple weeks ago. Uh, one of the things that was very impressive about some of the vehicles that we saw, uh, including, the, uh, for example, the, the pickup trucks that, that are on the market, entering onto the market right now, is that their power can actually flow both ways. So in an extreme event, from a neighborhood resiliency perspective, they can actually work basically like a generator, except that you don't have to have a, a diesel ready for them. What they're doing is they're using the battery capacity to, uh, uh, to power a home, or, and, and in that sense could be very useful in a scenario like this. Look, I don't think anybody uh, thinks that we're ready in here sitting here in 2022 for a scenario where you know overnight there was some uh, instant transition to electric vehicles well, we, we want to do so by 2035 right in some that, states uh, like california florida we want to do so oh i'm sorry but in new york we want to do so by 2035 do you think we'd be ready to do that well, yeah, I mean, GM said they're not even going to be making uh, anything but electric vehicles after 2035. So if the United States of America can't execute a transition like this over the course of more than a decade, yeah. um, I don't know what to tell you. This is America. Of course we can do something right, like that. Yeah, right. Um, so it's a good thing you have a battery-powered vehicle. When the power goes out, you can power up your house. Of course, you can't go anywhere because <laughs> you've used all the power to keep your refrigerator going. 
but uh, hey, it's uh, it's a great thing to have these battery powered cars, and they're going to get all this power from uh, solar panels and windmills. Yeah. Okay. That's it. That's it's going to be uh, it's going to be a thing of beauty, Brian. Yeah. You know I'm what really we can really do is we can get rid of all that farmland that we're wasting. You know, by planting crops, and we can supplant the the crops with solar panels Mm -hmm. so that we can generate enough electricity that we can power the nation without using any carbon fuels. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, We'll have to import our food, but, you know, we'll we'll have... (laughs) Because it would take huge amounts of land. Huge. I mean, we're talking multiple states... To generate enough electricity off of solar panels to uh, to power uh, to, to supplant our power from carbon fuels, there is no more efficient way or storage of energy than diesel and gasoline. Those those carbon fuels store more energy than anything else that's out there. And those batteries, we've talked about the batteries. In fact, uh, out in California, they're using these batteries uh, made by Tesla to hold on to energy that's stored when the sun is out. When the sun is out and the wind is blowing, they can generate electricity. But when all that stops at night, if it's a quiet night, there's nothing. So you have to find a way to store the energy. And they've been using these giant Tesla batteries... To store the energy, but they're unstable. They get really hot. They burst into flames, and this just happened in California about a week ago. And we talked about it on the program. This, this big—I mean, these batteries are huge. We're not talking about like the size of a car. We're talking about the size of a building. Uh, and when they go, they're almost impossible to extinguish. Which is something, of course, California needs with all that kindling that uh, kindling that they have running there. This is going to be a tough transition. And I don't believe, and, and you can mark me down on this, I do not believe that they're going to stop making internal combustion engines. I think they're they're talking like they're going to. I think they're looking for the technology that might allow them to, but I don't think they've found it. And I think at some point, common sense will prevail, and this nonsense will end. Because it's, it's, just, it's just not efficient. Unless they come up with that solid-state battery, this is just not going to work. 874-9390 is the local number, 800 529 Five five seven two. Uh, that gets you uh, into the studios, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, there is apparently um, somebody that's killing trees. Uh, the Wall Street Journal has this uh, this piece uh, about uh, trees in Portland. Somebody is literally a serial tree killer. We'll see if we can get to that uh, sometime uh, before we run out of program. It's the Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio. Network.
is the Gary Nolan Show. It's 1135. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. 800-529-5572 or 874-9390. If you happen to be local, you can go to GaryNolan.com. Send me a message. Pops up right here in studio. I have a question for you. I want you to first imagine that you live in Georgia. I know. It's a, <laughs> it's a stretch. But I want you to imagine you live in Georgia with the Senate race. And you got Warnock versus Walker. And I especially want to hear from you if you're an independent. I'm curious to see what you as an independent would do in this Senate race. Herschel Walker has been accused of paying for an ex-girlfriend's abortion several years ago. He's denying it. He says, I give money out all the time, uh, that this is not true, and he's literally threatening to sue the diurnal that wrote this story. Uh, because he claims it's just not true. It's the Daily Beast. Would you vote for Herschel Walker or would you stay home? You know, it, it, I, I said I want to hear from independents. I also want to hear from Republicans who are pro-life. Would you still vote for Herschel Walker? It's Imagine you're living in Georgia. Yuck. <laughs> you can't. You can't do this if you don't imagine that. Uh, and that Warnock, the Democrat, is, you know, doing what he's doing, running against Herschel Walker. And this story comes out about the abortion accusation. You're pro-life. Do you vote for Walker? Do you stay home? You're an independent. Do you w vote for Walker or stay home? 800-529-5572 or locally 874-9390. I'm thinking, Brian, that if I were a Republican under those uh, circumstances, I would still vote for Walker. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. Because I don't want Chuck Schumer to be in control of the Senate. And if this guy makes it into the Senate... That pretty much tips it to the Republicans. Isn't that kind of being unprincipled, though? I'm just asking. Well, him. I said, if I'm a Republican, I said. Yeah. Yeah. So being unprincipled and, <laughs> well, you get the rest of that. But, but really, uh, if you were in Georgia, would you sit this one out as the result of this revelation? Would you give him the benefit of the doubt? Would you come out and vote for him? What would you do? What would what Brian, what would you do? Would you vote for I, him? Yeah, probably. I would Just I would thinking of the altern alternative. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, to get Chuck Schumer out of control, out of you know, from being in control of the Senate. Uh if nothing else. It, it and Democrats you know, it, it, clearly Herschel Walker is not the smoothest candidate to ever run for office. They sure do know how to pick them, don't they? <laughs> well, but if, if they can support this guy in, in Pennsylvania uh, or this guy in the White House, 
this this uh, this candidate is uh, no worse than them. Let me go to the phones to find out what you're thinking. Rick, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Are you an independent or a Republican? Which way do you... I'm an independent. I used to be a Republican. I'm very far right. Uh, I would vote for her, so I will never stay at home just because of accusations. Let's not forget uh, Justice Supreme Court Justice Kavanaugh and the lies. You know, everything the Democrats are going to do to try to spoil a Republican's chances at being elected is a lie. Uh, that's who our government is. You know, here we are fighting over oil. Just before the hurricane hit Florida, we were about to send a rocket uh, into the uh, to the moon. What's it powered by? Liquid hydrogen. We have hydrogen technology, but it's not about oil or electricity. It's about making America a communist nation. Yeah, and both I, parties are guilty. I, I don't disagree with you, Rick. Thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Kathy, it, it, would you say you're uh, more independent or more Republican? I would say Republican, but I would hold my nose saying it. Okay. <laughs> Sadly, I understand. So would you yeah. come out and vote for Herschel Walker under these circumstances, or would you stay home? I would vote for Herschel Walker just simply because the alternative is just ridiculous and one more step down the slippery slope and... Yeah, I, I wouldn't wouldn't have a problem with that, and I don't even know that it's true, and don't trust any don't trust the media. So who knows? What do I always say is the Democrat motto: the end justifies the means. Oh, absolutely. Yep. All right, Kathy, thank, thank you, you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Head down to Springfield, I think. Brian, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? Good morning. How are you? I am well, thank you. Well, I don't consider myself to be a hard-nosed Republican. I, I probably lean that way. I, I'm definitely not a Democrat. Good for or, you. <laughs> or a liberal. <laughs> but you know what? You know what really irks the heck out of me? What? Is the fact that here a gal makes an accusation to him shows that he wrote her a $700 check with absolutely no proof why he wrote her that $700 check. But we've already jumped in the news media. We have jumped over to having his kid on national TV last night, bad-mouthing him. And David Muir is the worst of all. This guy's sitting here and absolutely talking like this is a proven done deal guilty yeah now when is america going to quit taking this crap and i don't mean just don't listen to it i mean demand that that crap gets stopped and demand a lot out of our government nobody seems to be wanting to do it and one person can't do it i know that didn't answer your question no i i think he's probably just as good of opportunity as anybody else. Give him a shot. You give him a what shot. What have you got right. to do? The guy has had an accelerating or an, an excellent career in football, so we know he knows how to apply himself. So give him a shot. 
Do right. I believe that check on the $700 check? No, absolutely not. But yet our news media is carrying it as though it was a judge. It was passed by a jury that he was guilty. All right. Brian, Same thank you. Piece. Thank you for the call. <laughs> Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Yeah, there, of course the left is going to act as though it's true. Uh, anything to inflame any support. I keep telling you that we're going to win this, that we're going to win, that the Republicans are going to win the Senate. Um, and I stand behind that. I believe that is the case. And I think that right now, even in Georgia, even with this accusation, I don't think the, you know, I think the mentality of the voter now is um, to wrest control from the, from the Democrats. I, I think that's, that's where we're at. And if the guy has uh, a, a few, uh, you know, stains on his reputation, uh, as long as they're, you know, not financial corruption, I think most people are going to come out and vote for him anyway. And right now that race is within a point or two. Uh, and as the price of gasoline goes up over the next couple of weeks uh, and inflation takes its toll, I think it's, it's, uh, it's pretty good chance he prevails. If Dr. Oz wins, I think Ohio goes Republican, Arizona. I actually think that we uh, we will see a switch in the U.S. Senate. I, I think, and I've been saying this for weeks, there are people out there who are uh, answering these pollsters and lying to them. You got a stranger calling you up asking you what political affiliation you have and which way you're going to vote, and you don't want to be ostracized, you just might lie. Uh, maybe you just don't like polling companies, and I think the conservatives tend not to be in favor. Uh, they don't like the idea. You just might lie. And I think that really is going on to a certain extent as well. So when you put it all together, everything else, I mean, the whole big picture... I, I just, I think the Republicans take the Senate. All right, up against the clock. Quick break. We're going to be right back. You're listening to The Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. It is 50 minutes after 11. Glad to have you with us. Uh, don't forget, uh, you got Glenn Beck and Sean Hannity coming up. And then uh, there's another show after that. Uh, I... The producer of that show uh, kind of drags yeah, it down. Yeah, I think they're going to get rid of him. He's, Are they? He's awful. Yeah, yeah he is. Yes. <laughs> the host is good. It's the producer that's right. making it. Yeah. That, yeah I know. Kinda brings he, it down, doesn't he? Does it here, too. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> just uh, Randy Tobler's show. Uh, great show. And then uh, tomorrow morning, it's uh, Wake Up Central Missouri or Mid-Missouri or whatever Brandon is calling his show now because he covers Jefferson City and... Columbia and parts of the Lake of the O's. I mean, he just, he's, he's trying to syndicate himself. And he's doing a good job. That's a great way to start your morning. Anyway, interestingly, uh, while we've been talking uh, off and on all morning about uh, the price of, um, of, of oil and, and gas and battery-powered cars and all that, don't you know what pops up on my screen is WorldNet Daily? Uh, a story that's uh, about polling on battery-powered cars. 
Continued pushes by Joe Biden and others in his administration to phase out and in many cases even ban gasoline-powered cars are absurd and completely detached from practical reality in which most Americans live, according to Mark Meckler, president of the Convention of States. And they so they did a poll, polling uh, 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 Americans about battery-powered cars. And apparently a whopping 1.4% of voters believe eliminating gas-powered cars and moving to electric vehicles is the best solution. 1.4%. And Buttigieg, I mean, the, the hubris of Buttigieg, you know, we can do anything. We can, we can ban these things. We can, we can switch. You know, if you want to switch, switch. If you want a battery-powered car, buy one. God bless you. Enjoy it. But don't thrust this on the rest of us. Well, they have to. Because you're we're too, too stupid, stupid to decide on our own. I am so tired. And you know, the other thing that bothers me is this, this uh, uh, you, know, you buy a, a car with a V8 engine and they give you what they call a gas guzzler tax. Yes. That just irritates the... I, I can't begin to tell you how angry that, that makes me. If I want to, if I've got a large family and I want to buy a, a large SUV and it's got a V8 engine and it doesn't get the kind of mileage that the federal government thinks I should get, they have the right to punish me? A thousand, two thousand dollars extra in the price of the car? Where did you get? Where did you get the right to do that? I'll decide for my own what I need, and if it means I have to pay more because I'm burning more gasoline, well, that's the price of the marketplace. God, that frosts my buns. This whole thing, this everything that we're doing over man-made global warming, which I don't believe is a problem makes me crazy. Uh, just so you know, according to the Daily Mail, the Republican Party has introduced a bill to compensate Americans making under $400,000 who are incorrectly audited as the IRS moves to hire 87,000 new employees. Two new Republican bills introduced Wednesday are aimed at preventing the IRS from nickel and diming Americans with auditing overreach after the Inflation Reduction Act added 87,000 agents to the agency in order to increase uh, reviews uh, that it conducts on the American taxpayer. You know what? Earlier we were asking about Herschel Walker. Republicans have said they're going to defund this IRS surge. That's reason enough to go out and vote for him. Uh, the Preventing Frivolous Actions by IRS Agents Act, introduced by Kansas Senator Roger Marshall, would compensate Americans making less than $400,000 for costs associated with proceedings of their case if they are improperly hit with a failed audit. Uh, Marshall's second bill would require the IRS to sell off its stockpile of firearms ammunition uh, which is uh, estimated to have a worth of $700,000. Uh, 
Both bills are a reactionary move after President Biden signed the Inflation Reduction Act, which includes $80 million for IRS over 10 years, and half is intended to help the agency, quote, crack down on tax evasion. Because it takes thousands of agents to audit the few hundred uh, billionaires that we have, if we've even got that many. Uh, if you're in business for yourself, look out. They're going to come after you. And, you know, I was looking at uh, some of the tax forms. If it's if you're if you've never been self-employed. And you've never had to pay quarterlies. You should go to the IRS website and see what you have to do to calculate your quarterlies. You're, you're, you're employed by somebody else. You don't have to worry about this. But if you're self-employed, you do. And, and I think people who are, who are working for somebody else really need to see what, what uh, self-employed people have to go through. You know, it looks like you're paying half your Social Security and Medicare and all that. If you're self-employed, you're paying twice as much. And you have to calculate how much you think you're going to make and how much you made, da-da-da. And it's a, it's a complete wreck. It, it's so complicated. All of these rules, the IRS, I mean, the IRS has literally thousands of pages of rules and regulations. And they want to add IRS agents. That's just going to complicate your life. If, if you're self-employed, you're, you're going to be under the gun. Hey, I always wondered, uh, you know that uh, $2 or $3 campaign contribution check box on the IRS form? Have you ever seen that? Uh, yeah. I'm just wondering, where does that go? And who would check, yes, I, I want to donate another $3 of my taxes. Yeah. I mean, how did that ever end up on the tax form? I would never. No, I wouldn't either. Sign up for that. That's insanity. This there's this argument that uh, somehow there's too much money in uh, in political campaigns. And it's it's stupid. Uh you have you've worked for your money. You've earned it. I don't care how much or how little if you've earned it, it's yours to do with as you please. And if you want to use it to support the candidate of your choice, there shouldn't be a limit. If you want to give your entire life savings, you want to give them, you should be able to do it. That's what happens in a free country. We got to run whatever it is in life that you want. Go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day. Carpe diem. Gwen, baby. Honey, I'm coming home.